Hello. Bonjour. Let's start again. We talk to each other. <laughs> huh? Isn't that not part of the fun? <laughs> let's just keep going with it. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, talk we'll just talk like, the whole way through, just talking over each other. Yeah, let's just... Uh, yeah, let's so let's just keep going with that. <laughs> that's definitely not annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's perfect in every way. So, Billy, do you hear that sound? Yes. The sound of a new song for the intro? Another one? Well, I'm thinking about it. It might, it might be like, oh. depending what the what whoever's listening right now is listening to song wise, it might be the same one, or it might be the one we originally planned to use. Yeah, uh, I thought maybe it's nice to change it up to that. Fits in more with the the fact that it's a gaming podcast. But yes, we're yeah. back, episode six. Yes, episode six, six weeks, which is uh quite depressing. How fast it's going. Yeah. No, 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 that's not supposed to be doing this, it's just how fast time has gone. Yeah, I don't like it. Since we started this. It's almost two months, which is uh, creepy. It's actually quite scary to think about, actually. I I didn't actually really think of it that way until you said it. You're right. Yeah, like one episode is one week. Right, actually. Because obviously, we should apologise first to our loyal... 10 people who do listen every week, which we're very <laughs> thankful for that you uh, you actually listen. I also would not be consistent with the days, but uh, life happens. Life. It gets in the way, annoyingly. Yes. Uh, but we're, we still come out to delivering at least one a week, even if it's not on time. <laughs> but we won't miss a week. That's a guarantee. Isn't it, Bill? No. That's good. I could. I could. <laughs> you just let some people down. You're upset. So just everyone's like, I don't know. I know. It's partly my, my fault this week, I think. Um, life is getting in the way. It happens. Well, yeah. I think, well, hopefully you'll have more of a decent schedule in the future. Obviously, it's a bit yeah, up in the just, air at the moment because of things that are happening work-wise. Yeah. Um, I would, you can't, you can't be... be Sorry. Thank, thank you. My headset is dead. So. I can't hear you. Oh, now I can hear you. So I, I probably oh, just talked over you that entire time. Uh, yeah, but that's the theme of the. <laughs> that's, that's the theme that we're going for. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. No, 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 no I'm not. Okay. okay. Uh, my just headphones died, so now they're back into non-noise cancellation mode. Right. Uh, so we have a couple of things to talk about this week. I actually have a couple. Uh, hmm? I have Alan Wake remastered, and you have that as well. I also have the DLC for Life is Strange Two Colors wavelengths, which I haven't finished, but I still think it's worth mentioning because it's actually a couple of our the error I have played. I've really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and we also have the Battlefield Twenty Forty Two beta to discuss that we also checked out earlier in the week. Uh, but I have a little bit of a story time. Story time. Yes. I'll get my blanket and my hot milk. Yes, get your hot milk with your marshmallows. I will. Get your Here, big I will. fluffy socks on. I would as well. I well, will. I'm wearing a massive dressing gown right now with big socks on. So oh, right, yeah. I'm, I'm just missing <laughs> the hot chocolate. <laughs> I know you're, you're actually not far off, to be fair. Um, I've, I've got a smoothie. I have a smoothie. I'll show you what I'm wearing. I'll turn the camera on. Oh, there you go. Wow, wow, you are very snug. <laughs> 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 yeah, store time. I have a couple of things. What should I start, should I start with? <laughs> I'll start with my. I'll start with something. I'll start with my headphones. Oh, the AirPod Max headphones. 
Oh, we're back. They've gone again. Well, a different issue has arisen. So last oh, time, yeah. I think I, I did talk about it on this podcast, didn't I? The issue yeah, I, had. I think But so. I had to send it away, and they got repaired and they got sent back, and they've been fine the last few weeks. Then one day, I left them charging. Not overnight, but I think before I went to sleep, I left them charging. They just sit on my bedside cabinet. Because uh, I usually wear them in bed or something. If I'm like listening to a podcast or whatever. So I put them in their little case. Uh, woke up the next day. Done some stuff and thought, I'm going to go for a walk. Grab my headphones and I'll pop out. And see, the thing about the AirPod Max headphones is that they don't have an off button or an on button. They're just, they're on all the time. Uh, and the only way they, they go to a, like a low power mode when you're not using them and they're put in the case to save battery. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been an issue. It's not like I wake up and it's like gone from 100% down to like 70. It's usually like 100% down to 98 or something like that. It's nothing too dramatic after not using them for like 8 hours or whatever. So I put them on and usually when you... The cool thing about them is, is the fact that they don't need to turn them on is that they're always on. So as soon as you put them on your head, it's immediately connected to your phone and the noise cancellation is immediately on. And you push a little button and whatever you last listened to starts playing. And it's very convenient. You can do... Because we're my old Sony headphones that you had to like turn them on and wait for them to connect, but sometimes they wouldn't connect. So you had to like hold in the button to pair it and go into the Bluetooth settings to pair them. Uh, it was just a bit of a hassle. But with these, it's very seamless. So I put them on my head. Nothing. Nothing happens. Go on my phone. They're not really... They're not connected. Uh... They're pushing the buttons to turn the noise cancellation on and off and the transparency mode on. No sounds, nothing. They just wouldn't work. So I thought, that's odd. So I went into the Bluetooth settings and tried to connect it manually. And then it came up, you know, a little pop-up that comes up on the iPhones when you have, like, a, a pair of your phones that work with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That came up when it says it's connected, but they weren't connected. So I thought, oh, that's weird. Maybe they're just that, which has happened before. Sometimes in the past, that's happened before where they have to reset them. So I rebooted them, reset them, and set them up as a new pair, fresh pair. Uh, and they connected, and it came up saying headphones connected. Add to the phone now, whereas that didn't happen previously. Uh, put them on my head, and they worked. It was fine, all good. Went out for my walk. Uh, came back, briefly took them off. To take my hat off, and then put them back on. Dead, just went, just, oh. just, just went off just again. Uh, not dead, like as in not working, but just like the same, just the same thing that happened early in the day happened again. And I'd only had them off for like fifteen seconds. So I went through the whole rigmarole again. What happened here? And that's basically been my week. That's just been constantly happening where I'll set Jeez. them down, and they just don't work. So the, the automatic, they have these little sensors inside it to automatically detect when they're on your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I set, I reset, I'll set it all up, and sometimes even when I reset it, or reboot it, it still doesn't work, even when it's connected to the phone. But there's an option in the settings, if you go into the headphone settings, there's an option to turn off automatic head detection. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I turned mm-hmm. that off, because uh, one thing, a cool thing I like about it is when you take the headphones off, it stops the music playing. So if someone comes up to you and you try to talk to them, you don't have to worry about leaving the song or podcast playing in the background. It just stops. Yeah. Uh, but after turning that setting off, it keeps playing, obviously. And when I turned that automatic head detection setting off, the headphones just worked normally. 
Um, so I think it's something with the sensors that's not detecting that the phone's on my head. The phone the headphones are yeah. on my head. The um, phone's on your head? Yeah, and another weird thing that happens, I noticed, is when I they are being weird and I do try to manually connect them, usually there's a sound that plays when they're on your head, it's like a doo-doom. Yeah. Uh, instead of hearing that, I hear a pop in the left ear cup. Oh. Um. Yeah, and so I looked on Twitter, so I thought, yeah, Twitter's a good place to, like, and read it as well. And they're like yeah, a good yeah. place to sort of judge what's happening. And a lot of people are having this issue at the moment. And a lot of people think it might be do might have something to do with the new firmware that came out a couple of days ago. Uh, or early in the week rather. So it might be that, I'm not sure, but I have to I need to I'll have to take them back in again. And I'm really annoyed yeah. because they're very expensive and they're yeah. the best they're both simultaneously the best headphones I've ever owned and the worst. Because I've huh. never had this many issues with headphones. Yeah. And for the price <clears> you're paying for it and it's just not You'd expect I'm not pleased. Be, yeah, be the kind of thing you'd expect to work. <laughs> Is so that say what six hundred pounds? Yeah, five four Dicks. nine. The price of oh. you know uh Steam Deck. <laughs> basically. Yeah, basically, when that comes basically out. yeah. Um uh a console even. But um yeah, so I have to I have to take them back in. Um See, just that's to, just annoying. Uh, it's very, it's, I'm really annoyed. Uh, like, I'm, I'm very pissed off. So this is happening. Another issue is happening again. I thought I followed this guy on Twitter, and he says I've been, I've, I'm now on my fourth pair. Oh, <laughs> they just keep breaking. <laughs> it's like you've jeez. Had... So if that happens, I'm just going to say to him, like, replace these. Just give me a brand new, fresh box of them, and I'm just yeah. with, and I just get rid of them and sell them and just pass it on to someone else. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm not passing on the broken ones. They'll keep the broken ones. At <laughs> Apple, but. Uh, for a brand new fresh box, unopened, with still the cellophane on, yeah, I'm just going to sell it and get my money back because I'm as much as they are, they are incredible. Like they do sound, they sound better than any other pair of headphones I've ever owned, but it's not worth the hassle. Yeah, I've reset them about ten times today just to get them working. Uh, it just keeps happening and it's pissed me off. Um, so yeah, time to get rid of those. <laughs> get my money back somewhere. Yeah, they're not. Uh, it's just unfortunate. And only well, at one point, the only way I could get them to turn on was by manually plugging them into the phone to get sound to come through. But even then, that wouldn't work sometimes. Bye. So the fact that I couldn't get a foot here, pair of headphones to work even when they're plugged directly into the phone is saying something. So something's up with them, and I don't know what it is. Uh but yeah, that's my one of my stories. The other story. So something released this week. Ooh. Or last week, by the time people probably listened to this, mm. or last year, <clears throat> last year depends on when you listen to it. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, people could listen yeah, to this yeah. in the future. Good point, Bell. Last year, yep. uh, oh God, that's literally in a matter of days, we will be saying last year. <laughs> <laughs> I know, oh. but um, um, I got. I know this contradicts what I said in the last episode. I got, I got the Nintendo Switch OLED. Ooh. Now, speaking of things not working. So, got my <laughs> Nintendo Switch OLED. Uh, and I wanted to look at the... Because I wanted to set it up with the, the dock. So I could put it on there for charging and occasionally play Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, 
So the first thing I did was open up and had a look at it, and you turned the the switch on and stuff, uh, setting to my account, and download some games. So I let them download in the background. Uh, I put Metroid in as well, but I wanted to like set the, the dock up. So I set the dock on my TV, mm. plugged it all in, plugged in the power adapter. Mm. And I thought, oh, this is a good opportunity to test out the LAN port. Uh, so I put the switch in um, into the dock. And I thought, oh, I'll try it up, throw it up on the TV and connect the LAN port, see how it is. And the dock just doesn't work. Uh, I've tried taking it out and, and I put it back in again and it's just not charging the switch. It's not doing anything. I thought, well, maybe I've just not plugged in the power adapter right uh, or something like that. Took out the power adapter, put it back in, tried it in another socket. Just wouldn't work. It's not charging my switch. It's not displaying anything on the TV. So my dock isn't working. And I contacted Nintendo and they're going to send me out a replacement. Uh, no, see, Nintendo are quite good at that, though, that they'll just send there. a replacement one, though. I wasn't annoyed, because I'll be honest, <laughs> I don't really use my Switch on my TV, <laughs> even when I yeah, owned yeah, my yeah. previous one, so I wasn't like, damn it, I'm so upset by this. Um, so I thought, oh, that's weird, but I'll contact them anyway and get a replacement, so that's coming. That's good, but at least it manages to send one out to you. Yeah. So then the next uh, the next thing that happened that really deflated my excitement. So I downloaded all the games, and I thought, I'll throw on Zelda. That's a really good one to start off with. And I remember mm-hmm. I was in a really good place in Zelda to like sort of get a good look at the, the Oh, screen. I know where you're going with this. Yes. Yep. So I backed up all my saves before I sold my Switch to the cloud. But between that time I backed up my saves and bought this new one, my subscription lapsed. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'll just wait a little bit and subscribe when I get, if I ever do get the OLED. So I subscribed for 12 months. So I thought, can't wait to play this. A lot of cool Nintendo 64 online stuff is coming. Sega, Mega Drive, slash Genesis stuff. It's worth subscribing for like 18 pen. Then paying whatever the extra is for the Nintendo 64 stuff. I thought, oh, here we go. Let's download all my saves. Guess what? None. <laughs> all my saves are gone. <laughs> yep. And I was, uh, I was upset. All just all my because I wanted to play through certain segments of AI Somnium files. There was parts and I was a good bit into Ace Attorney. Uh, I, was, I wasn't like uh, well, my four year old save in Zelda was there as well. Um, a bunch of other games that I have uh, that is not coming to mind at the moment. But yeah, they're just all gone, and it just deflated my excitement dramatically. I was like, I. They just took the wind out of the sales. I was very nah, upset. It's genuinely gutting. Because uh, uh, it was the same with me as well when I got the extended battery life switch. Um, I was like, right, cool. Really looking forward to playing it. Um, yeah, my, my Breath of the Wild save was gone. And I had quite a, I think I had about 40 hours of progress into that game um, at the time. I was like, oh. Yeah, I had a good bit into it and I thought, I am not starting this again. I'm yeah. just going to throw my hands up and admit that I will never finish Breath of the Wild. I can't start that on that plateau again. I just can't. Huh. I don't see if you could just skip the plateau a bit. That'd be fine. Yeah, if I could just skip all that and jump straight into the main game, it would be fine. But that plateau of things like two hours. Yeah, it's very I long. I cannot be arsed with that, so... Took it, took it the wind up my sails for that. But the, the AI Somnium Fells thing, I don't mind that too much, because 
I thought, well, if I am going to replay that again, I'd rather just replay it on the Series X because it's on Game Pass now. Yeah, yeah I've downloaded it. I haven't tried it yet, but yeah, get some achievements. Excuse me, burping. Uh, an Ace Attorney, like I was like halfway through the first one, so and that was a while back. That's the last play that, so I don't mind starting that again. To be honest with you, um, but yeah, the Switch OLED. Let's get some positives in. We've been quite negative this podcast. Uh, but the Switch OLED and itself... we're going to continue to be. <laughs> it's the worst console ever. No, it's, <laughs> um, it's, it's very nice. It's really, really, really good. It's actually, for me, it's like, this is what the Switch should have been from when it came out. Mm-hmm. In just terms of build quality, it feels way more sturdy. The kickstand is really, really good. Like, it actually feels like it has a purpose now. Instead of that kind pathetic of that little... flimsy wee bit. Yeah, yeah that little afterthought. They added in the, the end there. Like this, what a physical manifestation of an afterthought. That uh, this Switch kickstand is that. Uh, someone at last minute thought, "Oh wait a minute, why don't I we have add an idea?" It's <laughs> yeah, a few weeks before we manufacture this. Have we altered the design? And this shitty little thin plastic kickstand. But in this one, it's, it works like those Surface laptops where the whole back flips out, and it's got a really like good bit of strength to it as well. It takes a little bit of effort to, like, really... It just feels really sturdy. Like, it's not going to slowly slip over time or fall over or whatever, because it's the whole back. Like, it's mm. got a really good strength to it and, and feels purposeful unlike the the last one. So the kickstand is very good. And even just the general feel of the plastic is better. Like, it feels higher quality. It's not... It doesn't creak as much. Yeah. The last one, it looked a bit cheap. And all these like weird holes at the back, but they've like got this flush back where the flat the back is just this flat piece apart from the kickstand when that comes out, and like the the vents are like underneath, so the head the vents are hidden for the air intake. Uh, need the top of it as well. The vents looks a lot better, looks way more sturdy and less likely to crack. Uh, the buttons are a bit more suppressed, so they don't stick out as much. So in general, and even the 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 screen itself, even when it's off, it looks a lot lot better. It's just this black screen. You don't have this like massive border that looks completely separate from the main body then you've got the screen whereas this one it's like the the screen feels really <clears throat> flush into that body of the the switch and is uniform in a color plus yeah <clears throat> with that screen you don't really see the weird air pocket that existed because you had the plastic uh at the top then this air pocket and then the screen so there's this like weird gap between this actual plastic of the screen and the actual lcd itself Mm-hmm. So this one is like way more flush and looks a lot better. Um, so in terms of like, now I've got the white one as well. So the white the white uh, dock is really nice and blends in quite well with my setup. Um, and the white Joy Cons are really nice as well. The Joy Cons are just the Joy Cons. There's nothing really to say about them other than they're white. No. Um, but the screen itself, when you turn it on, it is, it is significantly better. Like having that seven inch screen, it feels really good. Um. When you're playing it and just having this bigger screen in front of you, and it like takes up the whole size, almost the well, almost the whole size of the switch itself. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing, the first thing you'll probably notice is the saturation, is because they have this setting, which I don't think many people know about. But there's this new setting within the settings for the switch, and you can toggle between vibrant mode and standard mode. So standard mode it reduces the saturation of the colors. But by default, uh, vibrant mode is on. Um, so when I put uh, Metroid in, which is this like bright red square, I thought, "Whoa, that's very 
That was bright. Very, very bright. Um, and it works for some games and doesn't for others. Like Metroid, the vibrant mode looked really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can definitely see some games that have a lot of color where it can be a bit overbearing. But you can switch it on and off, which is quite nice. Um, but yeah, the OLED is is a very good quality. Like, because obviously, you know me, I, I like my, you know, four K high resolution games and screens and stuff you like do. that. But like having like a, just a seven inch OLED that's in seven twenty p and the game run is, runs at seven twenty p, it looks very sharp. It does look really nice. Doesn't look bad at all, and I don't think it's a bad thing that it's not some, uh, like a 1080p screen or anything like that. The fact that it's just a yeah. the 720p penis of it is like uh, penis 720p. I was just, just going to say it sounded <laughs> like you said penis. That's what exactly what I said. <laughs> P dash n s. Um, penis. Seven the 720p st- penis of it. Oh, that's the kind of thing of a better word. <laughs> um, we both stuck with penis. Yeah, the 720p resolution is really nice on that screen. Uh, when it's obviously it doesn't look really good blown up the four, on a 4K screen when you have it in the dock but yeah it's great if you're pr- primarily a portable player I think it, I, I, and you play it all the time in portable mode I think it is worth the upgrade but if you're a, mostly a TV player I just wouldn't bother there's yeah. no point unless you want a dock that fits in better with your setup like a white one or something like that but like me where I Always played on portable mode. I very rarely played on the TV. Like it's perfect for that. So mm-hmm. someone's like buying a Switch and never owned it before. I'll just go for this one because it's a yeah, little I'm bit more. But what you get in return is a much better piece of hardware. But if you plan on playing on the TV, then maybe not. Just go for the other one. It really depends if you're portable or not. For some people, though, it might make them more of a portable player because the OLED Switch might be better than their TV. So yeah. it might be worth just going for the OLED in that situation as well. But yeah, so it's a really, it's, from looking at it, it's like it's clearly they wanted to do more with it, but they couldn't because of the chip charges. I think this was meant to be the Switch Pro. Yeah. It's kind of obvious just from the build quality of it. Even the packaging as well is completely different. I uh, love how it's packaged. It's just in this, it's kit, very this smart. cute, wee, very cute wee box. It makes you realize uh, how much wasted space is in the old box and wasted, oh, yeah. wasted in general, oh, yeah. like cardboard and plastic. There's way more. Is I remember when it came out. Oh, right there, Bill. You're cutting off for me. Oh, hello. I'm back. Yeah, you're back now. I'm back. Cuckoo. I actually heard of that time leave. Um, yeah, because I remember when they came in, um, the the OLEDs, and you're just like, that's the box. It's like this tiny wee thing. Um, sneakily open one up just to see the insides, and it's oh, it's very like well packaged. Yeah, it's, it's really snug, um, and like well organized as well in the box as well. It's really good. I, I hope they change the packaging of the normal, the cheaper switch to that as well, just to save waste. Yeah, I've got a suspicion they will eventually just phase that one out. Yeah, probably, probably. Maybe like because we've got um, like in the shop at the moment, we've got tons of stock of the actual improved battery life switch. No, it's it was literally just pre-order only. Um, oh, really? But do you know what the 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 I say annoying, but they're kind of like the 
So the, for us, it kind of works out quite well because we can kind of turn around and be like, right, this is why you need to pre-order these things. Um, basically, the way that it works is that, at least with you know with our company, is that depending on your pre-order numbers is how much extra free stock you get to sell. Ah. Um, so if, let's say, for example, I, you know, our store has... Well, that, that, that we'll take the Switch OLED as a prime example. Um... Thank you. Um, we'll take the Switch OLED as a prime example. That the we only got two pre-orders for the Switch OLED, which is nothing at all. Uh, one of the other stores got like fifteen of them or something. Oh. So the amount of stock we got in was two. Um, we oh. got enough to cover the pre-orders, and that was it. Um, then obviously the other store that had fifteen, they had quite a few extra to sell. Um. So, what happens on first thing Friday morning on the Switch OLED when that comes out? Everyone people came turn out. up asking, "Where is there a VN in stock?" <laughs> yes, uh, people queuing outside the shutter asking if they can get a Switch OLED. Um, you say, "What did you pre-order it?" They'll say, "No." We'll be like, "Sorry, I've only got two in. There are pre-order ones." Um, people coming down during the day. Like with their old switches going, oh, I'm trading this in against a Switch OLED. We'd be like, No, you're not. Um, it's, it's, it, it, basically, for us, where like where we stand is that because people start go having a go at us that we don't have stock, but it's not our fault. It's because no one's pre-ordering it. So it's really, it's really silly to make that. Well, for something I, get, I know, I know, it's an, I'm in a, in a normal store where they don't deal with gaming stuff. You'd expect something to be there when you go and get it, but for something like the Switch. Yeah, like, like all the console releases device. that have happened in the past, really, you would have learned a lesson by now. If you want, really want something, just pre-order it. Pre-order it. Especially with the PS5 and the Series X, that, you know, surely you should take that as an example of, like, right away. Yes. I'm not necessarily going to be guaranteed um, stock. Um, but they, the, that's the thing, is that obviously for a company like mine, um, they'll be looking at that going, well, why would we send a whole pile of stock to that store? That only has yeah. two pre-orders. Really no interest here. That. Yeah, no interest in that area, but there's tons of interest in that store there, so we'll send them more. Um, and we, we'll, we won't send anything down this way, just because no one pre-ordered it. Um, but then people keep coming in going, oh, could I get a Switch OLED? And it's like, well, no, because you didn't pre-order it. Yeah. But, you know, it's... Uh, it, it's annoying for us, but at the same time, it does kind of like sort of really because like we're we're always saying like right if you want something pre-order it if you want it pre-order it if you want it pre-order it, um and then people don't they just don't listen to you um because that like one of the guys that came in was someone was because he was talking about the switch OLED and I was saying right okay pre-order it if you want to guarantee you get one. And then he's like oh no 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 I was fine. Shows up in the day oh can I get a switch OLED and was like I did tell you to pre-order it. <laughs> Um, like we're not saying this just you know for the fun of it. We're saying it genuinely because if you want it, pre-order it. Games are a bit different because obviously you know, chances are you're going to have a you know a spare one. It's consoles that you know if you've learned anything about the PS5 and the Series X launch, pre-order them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, at this point, it's, especially this year. And it's so hard yeah, to get stuff anyway for most things, not just consoles uh, or phones. Even. Daft. It's just if you really, really want something, just pre-order. Even if you don't plan on picking it up anyway, 
if you change your mind, like at least you you know you'll get something there secured just for you, even if you change yeah. your mind later on, because it doesn't matter if you don't pick it up, they'll just sell it off anyway after a certain amount of time. Yeah, well, yeah, it'll get sold. No bother. I would, I would have sold tons of Switch OLEDs, but not got any. Um, it's yeah, just people it's just... They're coming in looking for it, we're like, oh, going to go Switch OLED. No, no, you cannot. Not today. That's, that's my run over. That's my run over. That's surprisingly easy to get it online still. Yeah, I think that's what people were probably looking at, is that online stock's okay, it's just in-store seems to be, I don't know if it's a wee bit, um, they're, they're restricting the amount of numbers that stores get versus online. Um, but, because, you know, they Basically, like companies like Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are trying to avoid negative press, um, so they're really restricting what they send out to stores. Um, so it's like you know, Sony doesn't want a headline like you know, you know, um, hundred people queue outside store for two PS5s all catch COVID. They, they, uh, they don't want yeah. that. They don't want that kind of negativity or that kind of press. Um, so that's why more often than not, online tem- ten ter- online tends to be supplied you know tends to be ha- have a bit of a better supply than what um, in stores will have and I reckon that'll probably be the case you know for a wee while yet I pre-ordered last minute on Nintendo.com the My Nintendo store or what it was called mm-hmm. and they had plenty of stock so usually I don't know what it is maybe it's just this one maybe people don't really feel the need to get it which is fair yeah, could be. Compared to the other See, console, I'm, even on Amazon, I'm, it was easy to get. Yeah, I'm slightly, I'm, I'm a wee bit tempted by it, like mm, just because I, I, I want, I want the screen more than anything else. I mean, if you've got, but, like, this is the thing. Like, if you, if you're in a situation where you can sell your old Switch and you're happy to sell your old Switch along with a few extra things to make up the money for it, then I'll go for it. That's exactly what you know. I sold my old Switch for two fifty, and then I just happened to sell a game for way more than I thought, and that covered it. Yeah. Uh, so it's easily, easily. I, I would, if you can do that, just go for it. Yeah, I'm tempted, but I've got my girlfriend's dock, um, which is a Pokemon themed one. Um, oh. So I, 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 I fear the wrath if I was to go up, traded it in. You asked for a white one. <laughs> for an OLED. <laughs> but here's the a nice shiny white one. To go with the white PS5. Be like, I need a white Series X now. It's going that way. It's finally started. Oh, well. Maybe, oh, who knows. We'll, we may change your mind later on. We'll see. Find out next Hi. week. If he has a new switch or not. Huh. About anything else happening? Anything exciting? I watched Squid Game. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. I've got it lined up to watch. It? No. Well, get get it watched. It's actually very, very good. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I'm, the uh, only thing I'm happy about is I don't know anything about it. Uh, it's other probably than best I saw to keep it someone the- say the word marbles at some point. <laughs> but, um, but it's probably best just to keep that. Yeah, you know, just like there's you don't need to know anything about. Maybe someone like, loses their marbles if you would pardon the pun. Um, but I um, no, like don't read any more into it. Just watch it. Um, 
I won't even tell you much about it. It's just a very, very good show. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Whoever rated it 15 as well, like, I, I, I don't know why they rated it a 15. It is, that, 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 could, yeah, that could pass as an 18. It's quite violent. I heard that, yeah. Um, there's some scenes in it that will literally make you go, oh, no, oh. Because like, um, like, we, we sat and watched it while having our dinner. And like a wee episode at night as well. Um, and there's just some scenes in it that you literally like go, oh, mm, no, 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 don't like that one. Just avoid looking at the screen um, while I eat my dinner for now. Or just don't, just don't eat while you're um, <laughs> while you're watching it. That, that that's basically the moral of the story. I may throw um, it there then. I would. It's there about an, there's only one episode that's half an hour long. The rest are about an hour. All right. Um, but um. Yeah, there, there, there's some really good moments. Um, you, you'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll have genuine like emotion towards the characters. Um, do not watch it in English. Watch it with the uh, watch it in Korean with the uh, the English subtitles because the English dub. Is... Yeah, I've heard the English dub is terrible. Oh, it's pretty poor. We, we they, they didn't it translate it directly. I've heard they've made it like way weirder. There's a couple of things in it. Um, we'll come back and have this discussion another time, like once you've actually sat and watched it. Um, but there's like because I was I was reading a thing about why the why because I I thought that the English subtitles were okay, but obviously I don't speak Korean. It's if you like oh, you know if they, people people are saying like the way that they actually talk in the show isn't reflected in the in the subtitles, and um, because like there's the way people talk. The mannerisms, that kind of thing. It's like one character is like show that you know the the way they talk in Korean makes it look like that they're incredibly smart and intelligent, but you don't get that in the subtitles. You just think they're an idiot. But the yeah. way that they speak Korean shows that they're actually a really educated person. So you're missing out on that. Ah, oh, right, I see. Um, because I, I I don't know how you're meant to subtitle that anyway. But um, that that's what they were saying. That's why the English subtitles are quite poor. Um, or like not, you know, all that well done. Um, but don't let that put put you off. Please watch it; it's very good. No, I wasn't. I was going to watch it in Korean anyway. I wouldn't have went into English mode. No, put uh, it onto English like once you've watched it, just to see what it's like. But is it? It's it's it's, it's not great. No, that's what I've heard. Uh. The reason I haven't watched it yet is because I was watching uh, a couple of other things. Um, but sh- tie- one thing ties into something in the news, actually. But before we get to that, the news, we've got a couple of games we want to talk about. Shall we start off with the Battlefield? Thought we weren't talking about negativity again. <laughs> yes, yeah, suppose we are going to be negative. Yeah. No, 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 not going to be completely <laughs> negative. No, no. So, well, what were your, what were your thoughts? I liked it. Um, I I did actually quite like it. I liked the gameplay of it. Um, I I like playing it visually. It's it's stunning. It looks really really good visually. Um, I liked it. Wow, very formative. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, no, like, see, the, see the term, like, graphically, it looks really, really good. I really like the combat. Battlefield combat's always been quite fun. Um, yeah, it's the, the mayhem that ensues sometimes, like, would you? Because that's the one thing. Because one of the complaints we have is that 
sometimes the maps feel too big, but whenever you do yeah. find that little pocket of a battle that's happening, there's just absolute mayhem. There's just nothing like it. That you, You'd never get anything like it in a Call of Duty game, for example. No. See, that, that's where this falls down, is that it's just too big. Um, it's like, I know people really, really enjoy that. Um, enjoy that way of playing. Um, it's just, for me personally, it's I, I I want that mayhem, but on a smaller map. Yeah, because there was, I think, like, the vast majority of, because it felt like each match was about half an hour long. Yeah. And for like a good 15 minutes of that, I spent just running around, not fighting anyone. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally did see someone, they killed me immediately, or someone killed me before I got to even see them. It's just a yeah. lot of downtime, which... I think 10 years ago was fine for us when we were really into like Bad Company 2 and stuff like that. Or 11 years ago, rather. When you could like invest that time. Um, but now for me, I like a quick match. Not too long. Or not too, not too quick, not too long, but quick enough for it's when it's, when, it, when it's over, it feels like it's a good time to end. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this, it's like it just doesn't seem to end. And just lasts a half an hour long, and there's just long stretches yeah. where you're just not. Do- I know that's a battlefield experience, but bear in mind as well that's just one mode. That's yeah, that's just conquest. The- yeah, that's the conquest, conquest mode. We don't have there's a there's another mode in the menu, wasn't there? That might have the smaller scale uh, stuff. Yeah, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, squad something. I can't remember what it was called, but that's where you have your team death matches and like lore or like smaller battles which is probably yeah. where we'll, we'll spend most of our time if we're playing it um, I'll spend time in the, in the trial I won't be buying it yeah no um, I think that's why I came away with, with, with was the, uh, I think it uh, it'll get delayed it's going to get delayed well that's another thing we didn't really talk about was the quality of it it felt a yeah. bit all over the place it, it's not that it was like you know particularly bad or broken because the game wasn't like it just felt like it needed just a wee bit extra a wee a wee bit extra you know needs a wee bit more love and care before it's ready to go well um, to be fair to the developers they did come out and say that it is an older build or a few yeah, months old so they did. maybe this is um, a pre-delay build or something like that maybe it's it just be. a lot better now but I do wonder yeah. how this game is going to be on the day it launches I wonder it, as well. Yeah, if it's going to be... Well, big online game launch is usually a mess anyway because of server stuff, but I do wonder if it, this yeah, will suffer that, the same fate. Yeah, I think it's going to... I think day one that game will be a mess. It'll be like, good luck getting, a, getting into into the matches. Um, yeah. Which Probably. is a bit, bit of a shame, but I, I just I just can't see that game coming out and everyone going like, oh, that's amazing. Love that. I, I just don't see it. It's just the At price all. of it that just really puts me. I don't. I, I honestly don't think. I think Call of Duty gets away with it because it does come with a, a single player campaign. Yeah, and if you had a single player campaign, I'd probably be all over it. I'd be like, "Well, I'll play it for the campaign." Yeah, but it's, it's, a couple it's, of multiplayer matches. There's something about paying seventy quid for just an online only thing. It just doesn't sit right. No, um, I, depending on the game, if it's like an MMO or something, then that's, that's a bit different. But for this, where it's just you know, a handful of modes. And another battlefield yeah. game. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I, th- I think I'd, I'll just stick with uh, Halo Infinite this year for my multiplayer needs. Yeah. And, uh, I'll have COD as well. Yeah, yeah maybe a smattering of COD, depending. Yeah, the campaign may be fun. Uh, but one of the things I really, really liked in it, though, that I hope other games copy, was being able to switch out your attachments on the fly. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. a really awesome system. Like, you hold an LB, and it comes up on the right-hand side, like, three attachments, and, like, a... Not a cross, but, like, a plus sign. And the way you switch them is by tapping each of the face buttons. So if you wanted to change your scope, you'd tap the Y button, and that would change it from a iron sight to a red dot sight to a scope. You push B, and that would change, like, the stock or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. It, cor- it basically correlated to what... Sorry, not the scope, the butt of the gun, as I just call it. Basically, each face button correlated to the, the position of the gun. So, like, A was the ammo pack thing, the ammunition thing. Uh, then X was the barrel of the gun. You could change it and stuff like that. So it was actually a really intuitive design on that interface. I thought it was really smart. And I quite like yeah. that you don't have to, you know... It looked good as well. Yeah, it did look good. And I like that you don't have to, like, you know, kill yourself. Oh, I need to go back and change my loadout or... We have to, in college, you have to wait to the end of the match or something like that before you can uh, change your loadout. So I thought that was that was yeah. probably the coolest thing in the game. Uh, but again, you still have those battlefield moments. Like I, I thought it was ridiculous that this giant tornado came through and everyone just decided to drive into it. And yeah. everyone was spinning around shooting each other in this massive tornado. It's, it's just really stupid fun that that kind of sold me on it. But at the same time... It, uh, I like the vehicles as well. The vehicles were good. Yeah, the vehicles Tanks. were cool. Tank was cool. Um, I like the tank. I actually tornado thought the, was cool. Maybe it's because I haven't played a battle. I've never I haven't really put much battle, time into Battlefield Five, but I thought the destruction of the buildings was really good. Yeah, um, yeah. there's some crazy stuff that happened there in a few buildings we were in. Um, but yeah, it seems like it'll be decent overall. But I, that didn't sell me on at all. I just I think I'll play the ten hour trial and I'll enjoy yeah. that. Uh but given there's so much out this year. Uh, for multiplayer stuff alone and single player, I think I'd rather put my time into Halo. Halo. But it was nice. But it was nice to have that like confirmed now that I played all three of them. I was like, I, yeah. I, genuinely, if you asked me that last year, if I thought Halo would have been the one I'd go with, I wouldn't have believed you. But I really see, wanted like Battlefield to be kind of like just this wow, like oh here we go, Look, looking forward to this moment. Um, just the beta didn't sell me on it at all, which is it, it's such a shame. I, I was going in hoping, like, right, okay, this is it. I'm going to be going in pre-order Battlefield. Get that, give that to me. It's just, I don't know. Then strike a chord. Yeah, it didn't. But the trial, though, we'll play that. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we also played. Well, speaking of Halo, we also played Halo. Uh, the Master Chief Collection, but I feel like whenever we do play the Master Chief Collection, we don't really play the proper multiplayer. Well, we played one no. match. Which we'll talk about this, but we played. Well, we um, played two. Like we played two. Was it two matches? Uh, we I think played so. two matches of. Was it Halo Four? One was Halo Four. One was Halo Reach. That's right, Halo Reach. And it was it was really weird going back to them because I don't think I've really played them since they came out. Yeah, but it was uh, nice to like 
because I don't really remember a lot from Halo 4, to be honest with you. I don't remember anything in the story. Um, I don't remember either. I couldn't, well, to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you anything about Halo's story in any of the games. And I've played huh. Halo 3 a lot, and I have no idea what happens in that game. Um, but I played through from Halo 4, Halo, uh, Halo Reach, but then we landed on Griffball. But we played the original Griff, well, not the, the original Griffball, but the version of Griffball that has the hammers. I was in Halo 3? Yeah, the Halo 3 Griffball. But then we discovered another version of Griffball. We did. We discovered the Halo, Halo 2. 2 anniversary Griffball, where it's called Field Griffball. Uh, it was Field Griffball, yeah. Where it basically turns into football, but uh, with your hands. Uh, and just all the hammers are being replaced with swords. Basically, those, because in the original Griffball, you had to like run into this area and blow it up. But you had to be holding the bomb. But in this one, there's two goals, and you can either run into the goal or throw it into the goal, which just leads to a hell of a lot of mayhem. Uh, it was actually the, probably the most fun I've had in Halo in a long, long time. It was good. It was genuinely. It was good. really, really cool. That's a really fun game mode. Uh, I think I think that's my favorite version of Griffball now. I'd say so. I, it's mine. It's definitely mine. On the back yeah. of that, it's just it's just very good fun, and it does so get it, me excited for Infinite. Uh, see what they're going to do with Griffball. Yeah, yeah, because they're well, we probably won't find that until. Well, I do wonder if they'll just have it, and by default at the start. When it comes I out, I hope so. Yeah, maybe I'm instead of having sure. it in the forge stuff, I don't know if that what we played was the forge stuff. But I imagine maybe the well will just have it been by default as a bullet point mode because I think it was added permanently in there anyway. I hope I so. Like that. That, if they do have that in there, I hope they have the fueled version in there like day one. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm down for that. Yep. We also streamed it, and we actually got some viewers. Like three people watched. We even had someone chatting in the chat. So it, was, it, was it. You, it was you <laughs> on all three so you're on your, that your phone. Me your, sending your, messages I, to myself <laughs> pretending yeah, that it's for I, someone else. I can, I can believe it. No, it was a, a real person. Real people watched with a lot of your, a lot of followers, I think. Because actually after that I went and looked on Twitch and there's not a lot of people that stream Halo. So I think yeah. a lot of people are looking to watch it but there's not a ton of streamers that stream it. So I think we just got mm-hmm. lucky and someone just saw me typing in Griffball, capital letters with loads of exclamation marks. Uh, and the view, we actually got quite a lot of views on that clip. How many oh. did it get to? I wonder if it's sold off. Check it right now. I wonder if it's went up. When I last checked, it was 23. Huh. I'm not logged in. I can't remember yeah, getting on. my two-factor authentication out. Uh, I'll look at my phone. Was was it 18, no, I think it was, it was 18 people that watched it first and I think it went up to 20. I can't remember. <laughs> hey, do, do, do. Where are you hiding? There you are. Uh, do, 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 do. Doesn't tell me the amount of views. I think it only... Oh, I've got my phone. Here, I'll just check my phone. Uh, so there might be a bit of interference. I'm sorry if you're hearing a weird noise. Oh no, I found it 18. It's on it. Oh, was 18? Yeah. I thought it went up to 20. Soon it'll be 20,000. That's the hope. Yeah. 
But it's like 18 people watch that, which is weird. <laughs> I don't know how they found it. But um, it made me want to stream more uh, of Griffball. I think, I think we get a bit overexcited when we play it, so maybe people find that appealing. Or downright off-putting. Well, clearly 18 <laughs> people didn't think it was off-putting. Maybe they only watched the first five minutes. <laughs> Until they heard us screaming, Oh my word! Oh my <laughs> word! <laughs> but uh, yeah, well that's Halo. But we have another game. Alan Wake Remastered. Alan Snake. Alan Snake. Remastered. So what do you think? You played a chapter of it, didn't you? Uh, so I didn't play it. It was Elke that played it. Oh, well, same thing, basically. Um, you sat and watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I sat and watched it. It's very shiny. Yeah, it looks... Um, actually, actually kind of amazed by how good it looks. It's clearly a, more effort, because a lot of the rumours were like, oh, it's just the PC port, and they're just putting it in 4K 60, but they've done quite a bit of work to it. Yeah, no, they have. Um, Because, like, you, you you know, you get these remasters, and you're like, right, okay, you could... They ran it through a thing, and it looks a wee bit shinier, but it's nothing, you know, spectacular. That's very good. Because um, I, when I went to install it, I, you know, I just kind of assumed, right, okay, it's only going to be like... I, I didn't read the back of the box and I haven't seen anything how, of, you know, you know how much space it was going to take. Um, so I shoved on the disc and it came up with like, oh, you're, you're, you need to delete something from your hard drive. And I was like, how big is this? It was like 35 gig? Yeah. Give or take. Um, but I was, I was I kind of taken aback by that. I was like, Really? Um, it's that big, <laughs> um, and obviously once you load it up, you can see why. Um, it's very pretty. The textures look really nice. Look at oh, yeah. there's one tech, well, multiple textures, but I think it, uh, one of the later chapters I was in some building somewhere. And just the textures are such high resolution and really crisp. It just looks mm-hmm. like a really crisp looking game, and they've also done work to, which I wasn't expecting, but they've change the facial animations and redo yeah. his face as well so because the previous game like the mouth the uh facial animations for talking especially the wife it just didn't look great it looked like no you know uh, a puppet um basically where the jaw was just moving up and down but there's no like definition to the lips or anything but in this like his actual it looks a lot better and the, not only if they changed the facial animations but they went and re-rendered all the cutscenes with the new facial stuff in it yeah. So you get the new cutscenes uh, with the new facial animations and the new textures, so it still looks really good. Um, but I think, because one of the puzzles is a remaster, so I wasn't, you know, expecting it to be like anything dr- drastically different other than just the frame rate and resolution, which is 4K 60. That's fantastic. Uh, the game, I feel like the game's a lot easier to play now because of that. Yeah. Uh, Especially when you're like surrounded by enemies, like it's, it's easy to just quickly uh, dart back and forth uh, between enemies and such. Yeah. But um, I saw some complaints online. They were saying, "Oh, I wish they changed this from the original game because it really annoyed me." And the one complaint I saw, I'm not a game designer, but this is my opinion on it. So one of the it was one of the main complaints in the main game as well, the original game, like ten years ago. God, 11 years ago, actually, was the complaint was uh, the sprinting speed of Alan Wake. Mm. You wouldn't sprint for that long. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of people are like, oh, I wish they changed that and the controls, the controls feel a bit weird and I wish they went because the sprint button is the same as the dodge button. So when he sprints, he's like, does this weird dodge before he yeah. sprints. Like he dives down and then gets back up. It's really weird. Um, but I thought about that and I thought, if you change that one thing, you would have to change all of the enemy encounters. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if, if you suddenly can like run farther than you previously could and faster, then you could probably just skip by all the stuff. Yeah, you run by all the, the whole, fights. You just run through the whole game. Yeah, 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 you could just run through past all enemies. So once you change that one little thing, you'd have to rebalance all the fights with the enemies in the game. And mm-hmm. at that point, it would just be a remake. You would just be changing too much to make it be classed as a remaster, in my opinion. Yeah, as well, just to re- redo the whole game. And I think the game is, is fine. Like I don't really sprint that often. I save the sprint for when I am in a fight and I want to quickly get away. Like I don't sprint everywhere. I take my time, walk around, and try and find the the flasks or the furnace. What's it called? The it's a flask, isn't it? They call it something else. Yeah, it's a flask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a uh, coffee thermos. Thermos. That's it. Uh, thermos. Thermos. They call it. Coffee thermos, yeah. So the, I, I like looking for those in the pages and stuff like that. So I like taking my time walking around. And when you're in a battle, you can tell because the wind starts gushing and there's a weird, creepy noise that plays. Uh, but when that's not happening, you can tell. You can just spend time walking around and take in the environment. But they really they've went over all the environment as well. There's a lot more foliage, I've noticed. There's just a lot more stuff. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've really went in. And there's also a new director's uh, commentary mode where Sam Lake commentates the entire game um, I listened to some of that and I really enjoyed that and they've also added in these QR codes throughout the game I'm not sure if you noticed them I have noticed them uh, and I scanned the first one and it takes you to like a wee YouTube video yeah so it takes you to these private videos on YouTube of like the kind of cutscenes you would find in the game on the TVs but they've made these new cutscenes to potentially what I've read on Reddit, people are piecing them together that it's potentially <laughs> hinting towards an Alan Wake 2. Uh, so that's exciting. I hope that does happen. I hope that happens as well. I'd be up for that. Yeah. Plus, I should add as well that the remaster includes the DLC. So that's probably why it's a little bit bigger as well because you've got the DLC there, plus you've got all the remaster textures as well. Um, so that's probably why it's a little bit chunky. Yeah, yeah it really, true. it really is just that game, but just with a new coat of paint on it, and it's really refreshing. I thought to play that again, like play a nice linear story based horror game. Yeah, there's not a lot of those. No, there's not. Um, no, genuinely, like we've only played through the first chapter, but it was really, really good just to see it again. Um, and just get like a horror with that kind of setting as well. Like it was, it was brilliant. Honestly, it's, a, it's well worth picking up. Um, what, £25? Yeah, that's what I was going to say there. It's £25. Like, I'm actually getting it for a tenner because of Microsoft Awards. Yeah. See, I've, I've sold a couple of copies to um, just people who are like, oh, can, you know, I'm looking for a game. Like, pick up Alan Wake. If you've not played it before, it's well worth it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I highly recommend it. Uh, there was something, there's some things that some things that people may find annoying is like the aiming because the way you yeah, yeah, yeah. aim in that game is you actually use the the flashlight the, the torch and where the flashlight touches the person like the the beam of the flashlight lands on something that's your sort of reticule and I actually quite mm-hmm. like it 
Like, it's nice having such a, like, a minimal UI. You don't have these crosshairs up or anything. Uh, See, I never had an issue with it. Um, no. Like, even, like, back in the 360, I never had an issue with it. Oh, neither did I. I thought it was perfectly fine. I never really had any issues with the game in the original game at all, really, but no. I can definitely see people finding it getting a little bit repetitive because it is just... Those combat encounters are generally just the same. The same. No. But they do throw in crazier enemies or stronger enemies over time. And they get, like, different weapons over time. So you start off with a revolver initially and your torch. So the way you defeat enemies is these enemies are... It's shrouded in this darkness. And the only way you can get rid of this darkness is by shining a light on them, which is basically their shield. And once the darkness disappears, they're vulnerable to being killed. So that's when you can kill them. Are so we like playing standard... Kingdom Hearts all of a sudden? <laughs> oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts three, right? Yeah. Um, but there's also like, this sounds like, sounds like a. It really sounds like a Kingdom Hearts storyline. That. Yeah, it does. Remove the darkness from your heart and see the light. Yep. To see the light. Take this key to unlock your heart to reveal the light inside. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you, you do that. And you, standard enemies are like three bullets, but then you get these bigger brute enemies that are have like stronger weapons and stuff like that that are a bit harder to take down. And sometimes there's like waves of them, and there's multiple people you have to deal with. So the game still gets me sometimes. Like sometimes an enemy pops out of nowhere that I wasn't expecting. That does give me a jump yeah, scare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the game is still effective in that way. It's not like you'd be trembling with horror or anything. It's just good the occasional jump scare. And I actually thought the yeah. sound design is really good as well. There's like certain sound designs that play when you're in like buildings or even just outside. It makes you get a bit paranoid thinking there's someone behind you. Uh, sometimes there is. Uh, it's weird. But yes, yeah, so it's a really it's just nice to play it again. It brought back a lot of good memories. Been a long time since I last played it. I was yeah. considering replaying it earlier this year on the laptop, the gaming laptop that I had, but I'm glad I put that off. Mm-hmm. So I could play this instead. Well, so I didn't know it was coming out, but. Anywho. Did you buy the. I can't oh. remember. Did you buy the collector's edition of Alan Wake? I did, yes. Did remember? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I, remember. I was trying to remember. I was like, did you buy that? Back so, the yeah, I did. That was because I was really hyped for that game. Because I remember telling you about it as well. So you have to get this game. Yeah. Uh, so I turned you on to that. I think. I think that. Oh yeah, the same day. Oh, probably. Uh, Yogi. Um, that same day, Red Dead Redemption came out. Yeah. So a lot more think, people. Actually. Yeah. It is. So a lot more people ended up buying that instead of Alan Wake. Um. But I stuck to my guns. I like, I've been looking forward to this game for a long because it's been it was in development for a long time, like five years yeah, before it, it eventually came out. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know this, but originally, when I remember seeing it at the E3 it debuted, it was originally touted as an open world game where you would mm-hmm. like all the locations that you visit in the, the current game you're in that's out now. You would like drive to there, and like things would happen. It would lead you through this sort of open environment, so you can actually still see some of that DNA. In the this game, because you've got the in certain locations, you've got this world map. It shows you the, sort of the entire town of Bright Falls, and there's like certain segments where you get the segments where you're killing people or the weird darkness guys. Uh, then there's segments where you drive a car, and I forgot how big those areas can be 
when you're driving from one place to another. And it's quite impressive how they do it, especially in Chapter 2, I think it is. Because I'm in Chapter 3 now. And I, I like that it's in chapters, because when I finish like a chapter, I'm like, this is a good time to put it down, because I can come back and it's in a good spot to start. Yeah. Uh, I really like that. But in the Chapter 2, I think it was, like you start off in this cabin and you meet this guy, your agent, Barry, uh, and you have to go out and look for someone. And the game, like, it took, you, it took me about an hour and a half or two hours to get through the whole area, but it, eventually it loops back around to where you started. So these massive, it's essentially as a, just a massive area that's quite linear at some point, but then it opens up a little where you can use a car. And I think why in the original game, I don't think I ever really stopped that car to look around, but this time I actually stopped in certain places and had to look around and found some stuff. Whereas I think in the original game, I just kept driving to get away from the enemies to get back to where I wanted to go to, basically. Uh, but yes, it's a interesting game. It feels a little bit dated in spots. Just the general animation of the characters. They didn't redo the entire motion capture or anything like that. It still feels a bit jerky there, but in terms of how it looks, it looks excellent. I'm really pleased with it. It's a game that's crying out for HDR, though, and it doesn't have it. Yeah. Well, that game is made for HDR, but unfortunately is just isn't in the game. Just too bad. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Sad. So, Bill, we have some news. Did we get A lot of the news I had, because we also planned to record this early in the week, but a lot of <laughs> the news I had is now outdated. Um, huh? But I'm, See, maybe as well we delayed it by a couple of days. Yeah, it's actually... Yeah, this is the thing about podcasting. There's no great day to do a podcast because no matter what, something will happen the next day. Uh, yeah. So it's even if we did record it when we were going to, like, literally the next day it would have been outdated. So we just happened to be lucky enough to catch it this week. Um. Well, I guess the first big thing we should talk about is the Twitch stuff. Yeah. It was, it was yeah, quite. Yeah. It was quite the week for websites wasn't it like you had the whole facebook thing and that was crazy facebook yeah the facebook came down the facebook <laughs> the google the google the, the facebook. google i feel so old these days i don't like it um be like oh that you know you, you know you're getting older see when you bend over and you go oh you're like oh wait a minute oh no it's beginning um anyway um that that's me going completely off course uh yeah so so facebook went down that went down for like six hours straight um and then twitch which with their well it's not like facebook it was like facebook instagram and whatsapp WhatsApp, yeah whatsapp is probably the the worst one because that's got a ton of people that use it around the world uh and it went down for like six hours i think I, i read an article Saying in that six hours, Facebook lost $65 million. Yeah, I saw that. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Ten million, making $10 million an hour. It's just absolutely nonsense. <laughs> I'm jealous. I know, it's wild. But, um, well, this is an earth. I'm not sure if you noticed this, but uh, or saw this, rather. But you know in like, websites where it gives you an option to like log in through Google or log in through Facebook? Mm-hmm. A lot of people couldn't get into their Spotify's. Oh, 
of the of was tied to Facebook. Yeah, so a lot of people use Facebook log in with Facebook for their Spotify's or other music services. Or just general websites, I think a few web big websites also have Facebook login. They just didn't work. Like you couldn't yeah. log into Spotify, you couldn't log into some to do list website, whatever. Um Basically, every website that had a f- primarily used a Facebook login, I think Tinder was one of them as well. Uh, like, if you weren't logged into Tinder at the time it went down, you couldn't get in or something like that. I think it was one of those web- uh, it's one of those apps. I can't remember. But, um, How would you know about Tinder? I was just on the the web, uh, news article I read. Uh, but, news article, my yes, I actively use Tinder to. I knew it. Find another podcast host. (laughs) 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 Well, I just hate to bring it to you, Bill. It's going to lead to later in the show, but our replacement has been found. Oh man! So here he is. Been replaced. (laughs) He. Uh but yeah, Facebook was weird. Even Messenger was down as well. Even like I read a story that because Facebook internally rely on Facebook for their internal communications, like no one could talk to each other within Facebook. Huh. So like all their uh, emails were down, the IM systems were down, WhatsApp was down, and they couldn't talk through WhatsApp. So the only way they could get to f- get someone to fix it was by to physically go to the location where the servers are. But they couldn't get in to the locations because. The security system was also tied to Facebook systems, oh, so people no. people couldn't get in. So they basically had to force their way into their own buildings. <laughs> <laughs> they probably, you know, invest so much money to keep those things going, and then when they go wrong, it's like, oh, like literally our entire business is, you know, everything to do with it is re- resolves around it. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, it was, just, it was just wild. Was that I think. Did that happen before or after Twitch? Before Twitch, I think it was because that before happened Twitch. on the. No, it was definitely before Twitch. Definitely. Yeah. When did we play Halo? Was that Tuesday? When... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Tuesday, uh, and then I don't know. Actually, it might be maybe. Being after no, no. I think it's definitely before. I think it's definitely before. Yeah. Well, either way, it was a bit crazy week. Apparently, an anonymous hacker posted a 125 gigabyte torrent link to 4chan on Wednesday. It happened for Twitch. Stating the the leak was intended to foster more disruption and competition in the online video streaming space because their community is a disgusting toxic cesspool. Hmm. So someone. Clearly went to the, the effort to prove a point. Uh, yeah. Then Twitch later confirmed it, saying we can confirm a breach has taken place. Our team are working our teams are working with urgency to understand the extent of this. We will update the community as soon as possible. Uh, thank you for being with us. There's a ton of stuff that le- it wasn't just like customer information. It was like the literal source code of Twitch. Like the product the IP everything. So it was like the entire Twitch Twitch's source code with commit history going back to its early beginnings, or later going back to when it first came out. Uh, the creator payouts from 2019, the mobile, desktop, and console Twitch clients, so they've got all the code for that. 
proprietary SDKs and internal AWS services used by Twitch. Every other property that Twitch owns, including IGDB and CurseForge, whatever that is. Apparently, it also leaked out because of this leak that Amazon are working on a Steam competitor called, or nicknamed, or codenamed rather, Vapor. So it's like a Steam client, essentially, or a games yeah. client. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. But apparently, the reason this happened is because they basically had no security in place. Like, they owned up and said, like, well, the reason or former employees came out and said, like, Twitch was always lax of security. There was never anything in place that would have prevented any of this. Apparently, mm-hmm. one of the, the, the rumors is the person that actually released it was a former employee because people that left the company could still log into their systems even years after they left. There was no, like, administrator in place to, like, wipe those logins or anything like that. People just could easily go back and log back into their company uh, accounts at Twitch and mess with stuff. So that's hmm. a rumor that might have happened here. Um, yeah, it was crazy. It's quite a... It's quite interesting to see how much people have made. And there's just a lot no, of anger no. around it. Like, I, I don't really understand the... the anger that people... Uh, had this like a lot of people are very public about how much they make or how many subs they have so if you take that sub count and times it by so much then half it then you've got that's how much they make yeah basically yeah I've done that a few times and turns out it worked uh it's fairly accurate um also some people make uh less or more depending on donations and stuff like that. Some donations may be external, like that coffee thing we talked about. Uh, but yeah, it was just crazy. I'm glad it didn't happen to me. Yeah. I know, it's scary. It really is. Anywho, the it's, next story... Still... Oh, sorry, Bill, go ahead. I was going to say, you, you think like an Amazon-owned company, though? Would have a better security system in place to prevent something, especially when you know with people who are making like you know thousands and thousands of pounds. It's a good point. Like they, Amazon literally owns them. <laughs> they, yeah, they have the biggest cloud uh, distribute distribution uh, system in the world. You'd think they would give them some helpful advice on how to do cloud oh, you security. Think so. Oh yes, but apparently, I imagine from, Jeff Bezos would be like you know. Could, could lend someone. That's a good point, actually, because if you think about it like that, I wonder if that could have led them. Well, I think apparently, the, even Twitch is on my Amazon. They're still kind of external systems wise, like they kind of have their own thing going on, which is crazy yeah. to me. Um. So yeah, it's clearly just a bad day for the website in general. But it was a needed shakeup, I think. So at least now they'll be taking it seriously. Oh yeah. So another story. Which I thought was interesting. The Series X and S storage expansion cards. There's a new one coming out. You saw this? Yes. The 512 gigabyte version. So currently, right now, the one terabyte one is like 200-ish. 220 pounds, I think it is. So I wonder if this will be 100 pounds. Ha- or I'd imagine it'll be half the price. I'd be tempted by one of them. Um, I would. Yeah, I would as well. It's just. 
I like the idea of a terabyte one. It's just it's a bit too high, but an extra 500 gig of SSD storage goes a long way. Um, I'd be tempted by that. Um, it's just the 200, the extra terabyte one. Is as nice as it would be. It's a smidge high. Um, it's just very. That's a better pill to swallow to think. Right, okay, I need to try and afford that. It really is, especially as just there's nothing really that exciting. It's just a card for storage, like for children. Yeah. Pound, I could think of a lot of other things I'd rather buy. Other games, for example, they get more other out games. Of. Yep. Um, but I have a th- uh, this is the thing when this was first announced, or the Series X was first announced. I think they came out and said that they have exclusive partnership with Seagate uh, to make these, but I think it was just mm-hmm. for a year. So I wonder. I have a theory that these little cards that you can buy currently, eventually, because the type of NVMEs they use is like a certain millimeter. It's like they're basically not commercially available. It's like these miniature versions of the NVMEs. Usually, the NVMEs you're quite get are quite long. Yeah. The ones you can get in the PS5 got standard size. Um, it's eighty millimeters or something. Like that. I can't remember the exact. Uh. Dead dimensions of it. Um, this NVMe is a different NVMe, and I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's not a commercially wide available NVMe that you can just pick up on Amazon. But I have a theory that when they do be- become more commercially available, you'll be able to buy a memory card on its own and slot in your own NVMe. It's uh, that maybe. size. So I can see them having like a little flap or something. And then you put the NVMe in. Uh, they could like open it up, put the NVMe in, then screw it in, close it, and then just plug it into the back of the console. Once those like mini NVMe's are more commercially available and cheap, I could definitely see them doing that. I think the reason they're doing this for now is because only like manufacturers can widely distribute them for for like a. For consoles, it's well, not 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 direct to consumer, but maybe to other companies or something. Uh, so that's my theory on that. Yeah, I hope I that's the case that. because it would be quite handy. Because maybe in like five years' time, like a two terabyte version of those will be like so cheap, like fifty quid or something. You have yeah, no idea where it'll go. I think right now I'm happy with my current. You know, what's you? You could quite a big hard drive, don't you? I've got a four terabyte one, yeah. Yeah, so space Chuck isn't really a big issue for you. No. If you do the cold storage method, if you just keep stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's what I usually do. I just keep stuff on my uh, my hard drive, and then I'll just move stuff across as and when I need to. Yeah. So uh, I have like, my current games and currently playing in my SSD. Everything else yeah. I want to play at some point, I just sort of leave in the cold stores and quickly transfer them over which yep. it worked for me I'd, ra- I'd rather do that than spend 200 See, that's what I'm thinking it's like it's no ha- no real hassle really like maybe like it takes an extra 10 minutes or so to sort things out just because you need to wait for something to um to move over but I think it's quite quick to move from the hard drive to the SSD but it's a little bit slower yeah, transferring slower it from, from the SSD to the to hard drive uh, hard drive yeah I would agree with that because I moved um, over Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is like a hundred odd gig, um, but it didn't really take that 
from the hard drive to the SSD didn't take that long. Not no, as long no, as I thought it was going to. Which is good. Right. So the other story, which I thought was still relevant to my Xbox in a way, but they've revealed their 20th anniversary controller. Yes. What it do you think? It looks good, doesn't it? I like it. I like the look yeah. of it. I like the, the headset as well. Oh, I didn't realise there was a headset. Oh, there yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a twi- uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's see-through as well. Yeah, it looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does look nice. I think the green's a little bit overbearing. It's a bit too it much. It is. It's a bit too much. Um, but I still really like the combo of like the black and the green, though. I like I the, I like, really, really I like, like green accents, but when like, the whole mic boom is like all green, it just looks a bit weird. But yeah, yeah, I like yeah. the green around the side of the cups and stuff. And I like the green on the 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 button as well. Pardon me, the button as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that look when it's uh, when it's all uh, glowing. I know. I'm curious. Nice. I think the actual guide button is, is is that meant to be green? Well, this is a thing. It's actually, it was, I think someone on Reddit. Um, discovered that on at least on the ser- the Elite Series controllers, you can actually <laughs> change the guide button to any color you want. Oh, really? Yeah. So someone changed it to purple and red and stuff. Huh. Uh, then they sent it to one of the Elite architects. I can't remember Jason Ronald. I think his name is. They sent it to him, and he says, uh, "There's going to be a feature coming soon that allows you to change the color of the the guide button." Oh. But no one's sure if it's just on the controller or if it's also on the console as well. Yeah. So it could potentially be on the console as well. You might be able to change the colour on there as well. That'd be quite cool. I'd quite like it. Just have like a nice purple or something. Um, yeah. A nice light colour. Yeah. Or a dark colour to so it's not too say, bright. But red or something. For, yeah, a nice red or a blue or something. Blue, yeah. Ugh, blue. That's the PlayStation color you can't put that on it. Oh, that's true, actually, yeah. <laughs> but you can't have red, then. That's Nintendo. Oh, yeah, good point. Uh-huh. So, I think last yeah, thing well. we uh, were on here, there was rumours of a, a GTA trilogy. There was? Indeed. And that has officially been announced. All three games. Uh... Coming this year, my suspicion is going to tie in with the release date of GTA 3, which came out on October 23rd. No? So I think it'll be out then. I, I, I would agree with I, I I can see that being a thing. So it says here, the Grand Theft Auto, Trilo- Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy, dash, the Definitive Edition, ugh, will feature dash. across the board... Upgrades including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements for all three titles, which I quite liked, uh, while <laughs> still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals. So I'm glad they're. I think I said that last time. I was like, I wouldn't mind. I don't mind playing them again as long as they wouldn't change some of the mechanics. They they feel a bit dated. So the fact of went yeah. in and changed uh, some of the gameplay enhancements for the three titles that's exciting to me. Because uh, it is a little hard going back, especially to GTA 3. The GTA yeah. San Andreas is a bit more manageable because it has a aiming reticule and free aim, whereas free aim on GTA 3 and Vice City is impossible. Uh, you can only aim down sights or the lock on thing. 
So maybe they still have lock on. We can easily switch between people better. I'm not sure. Uh, so it says here, uh, this is quite a controversial topic actually. It says, to prepare for the launch, we will begin to remove the existing versions of the classic titles from digital retailers next week. Uh, which a lot of people are not happy with. They say, well, why remove them when you can just keep them up? Yeah. For preservation's sake. Uh, so a lot of people are saying go buy the original trilogy collection before it goes down. Which I believe I own, so I'm not too worried about that. Don't think I own it. It's on sale at the moment if you do fancy picking it up. Yeah. Just for uh, nostalgia's sake. Indeed. It says here that I thought this was interesting because the original games were built on Renderware, which was an EA engine that Burnout used. Alright. Uh, but it says here it's claimed that the titles were being remastered using the Unreal Engine and would offer a mix of new and old graphics. Mm. So it seems like they've it's, 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 it's not just a yeah, it's not just a, a performance quick, or yeah, it's not just a quick, you know um, just up res it and increase the frame rate and throw it out there. It seems like they've actually put the effort into completely port it to a whole new engine. Unreal Engine mm-hmm. as well, so it could be actually be quite a significant... I imagine the, the reason they chose that is because it would be easier to port to mobiles. Yeah. And it says here it's coming out on mobile devices in 2022, but it's coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and Switch this year, and the PC. Uh, but there's been a a leak associated with it. It's quite a controversial one. They're taking a maybe more of a Activision approach to this. Um, see if I can find it. Here it is. So uh, uh, Base.com leaked the prices. So this is quite controversial. Retailbase.com is the first to open pre-orders for the Definitive Edition collection. Uh, the PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One versions are listed with an RRP uh, of sixty pounds. Oof. Now, keep a note of the platforms I said there. Yeah. Alongside the uh, thingy, the leak, uh, it was noted that. All the versions for each of the consoles are separate. You're not going to have a situation where you can play the Xbox One version and have it automatically upgraded for free to the Series X. So you'd have to buy, if you bought this collection on PS4 and wanted to get the PS5 version, you'd have to spend. Yeah, so it says here on the new gen systems for the Series X and PS5, it will be £70. Oh. Yes. Um. So that I was just not. I'll be honest with you. I was not expecting that. No, I I, did, I thought it would have been about at most like thirty five, forty pounds or something. <laughs> I wasn't expecting like just, it to be a price. Of, no, if it's a full price game, then you know. I mean, it's, not it's all three that games. But it's, they've done this before. This <laughs> is not the first time they've used a trilogy. But if it is like major work has been done to it, I'm, I'm going to buy it regardless. Yeah. But it's the whole not being able to. Upgrade for free, and they're all separate versions, and one's sixty pounds, one's seventy pounds, which won't yeah. be the final price. Will probably be like sixty-five or fifty-five or something. Still a lot, though. Um, yeah, it's still hard. It's still a hard pill to swallow that sixty-five pound price point. Yeah, that's 
that's a wee bit high. Um, for what, for, like I know, I know, like you said, that they've been like a lot of work. Um, and it's GTA, so people will spend that on it. Um, it just seems a wee bit too high. It really does. It's quite high. But I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's the thing though, is that you know, it's GTA, like, you know, Rockstar, that people would just be like, Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be buying that. Yeah. Well, we just, can sit here and complain all we want and be like, seventy quid, are you having a laugh? I'll take it. Um It's it's the same with like, you know, it's, it's an unwritten rule when something put a new copy of Skyrim's released for seventy quid, you complain about it, you buy it. Which is exactly what we were doing in a four weeks. Yep. Buying Skyrim we'll again. Complain about it. Yep. We'll complain and then we'll buy it. This is the thing, like, I guess in a way it makes sense because it's probably, if you think about it, since how long it was 20, 2013 GTA V came out? Uh, yeah. So it's eight years. There's people that have grown up with just GTA V alone. Now they're going to have these other GTAs that they've never played before. Uh, there's, there's probably a, I reckon it will sell quite a lot because there's a lot of people young no, people know that well. GTA 5 is, is in the pop culture more than Grand Theft Auto has ever been it's always been there but it's never been on this scale and there's plenty of people out there who have only played GTA 5 which in my head in my opinion is hard to believe is just a really weird uh, not growing up with multiple GTA games um, like we did yeah. uh, so I guess in a way they're just going to capitalise on that which if you're a business, that makes sense. Um, so I had this other story. It's not really a story. It's just something I noticed. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. Back for Blood. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this about the single player? Oh, excuse me, sorry, I was coughing. Um, is this be the the progress doesn't really carry over? If you yeah, nothing carries over yeah. a single player. It's ridiculous. Yeah, which is, apparently they are working on a fix for it, though. Because uh, there has been such a a massive backlash, or they're reviewing it. Um, because obviously there will be a lot of people who want to sit and play it by themselves. Um, and it's like you know that 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 alienates quite a large a number of people if they can't progress. Yeah. Um, after playing single player, and I you know I reckon a lot of people will buy that game to play it. You know, single player. I played a lot of Left 4 Dead uh, single player uh, when I never yeah. really had anyone else to play it with. It says here. Uh, this review. Back for Blood is playable in single player, but the game practically bullies you into engaging with other players thanks to the sheer volume of restrictions it puts you on in solo play. Before beginning a solo campaign, the game warns you that you won't earn supply points, you won't make any progress towards accomplishments, and your statistics won't be tracked. Playing this single players playing this game single player is a total hampered experience and makes us wonder why they even offered it to solo players. If yeah. it's going to be treated as an afterthought. Uh, Turtle Lock recently tweeted that they were aware of the concerns of solo play and are looking to improve them. Uh, our suggestion would be to improve the shockingly poor AI, which often waits 30 seconds before reviving you, or sometimes just ignores you while you're being pummeled to the ground. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a shame. That's a really uh, forced experience. Yeah, no, as it's. Like, I, I'm pretty sure they'll turn their. You know, they'll reverse that one. I can't imagine it would be that hard to reverse. Maybe they're just worried about people abusing mm. it or something, or the yeah. supply points or something like that. I'm not sure. But even if it's like, 
you know, you don't necessarily you you earn more in multiplayer than you would in single player. I could maybe you know almost understand that. Um, because the game is after all designed to be played as a multiplayer game. Um, but that you can't you, you you know like you said that you might be like right okay no one's on I fancy a wee bash at you know back from blood I'm just gonna jump on single player and just run around for a bit you expect something for your time yeah I think they'll they'll go, they'll go back on it I, I feel like they have to yeah they definitely will I feel like a lot of people are from what I saw on Twitter a lot of people were upset saying I was looking forward to this but now I'm not yeah mostly PlayStation people because they have to spend the money to buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot we, of people we just download it. Yeah, on Game Pass. Um, hey, on Game Pass. I feel like we would just play it multiplayer anyway. So yeah, save it for multiplayer sessions. Right. So I was oh, pardon me. I didn't get much sleep last night. So there's some a couple of other things. Uh. Remember that last week we talked about the big Konami stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, The employee came out uh, of the Virtuos, um, the lead programmer of the company, uh, has basically confirmed that they are working on the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. It says Ooh. here the remake will feature AAA quality level art, 4K graphics, and set piece destruction, which is interesting. Um... I can't I think the original game had that. So if, if that's basically been confirmed now, then it means there's going to be a Saturn Hill. Yeah. Which is exciting. But what that Saturn Hill will be, we don't know yet. I'm looking forward to finding out what it is. Who knows when that'll be. Hill years from now, but the fact that it might potentially be coming is exciting. It is, it is. Silent Hill fans have been long abused over the last few years. We just, have. Just, <laughs> they see a glimmer of hope, then nothing ever happens. But this is the first time where something's actually happening. So I'm not sure if you saw this. I thought this was wild. But did you see the Sky thing? The Sky TV thing? No, I don't think so. So Sky... Instead of putting sending people out dish boxes and connect to a satellite dish, you now subscribe when you get a TV. Mm-hmm. So you get a QLED. It's either forty-four inches, fifty-five oh, inches, fifty-five yeah, inches. I think I know. I think I do remember hearing about this actually. Yeah. So you subscribe to that and you get a TV with Sky built in. It's all done over the internet. Mm-hmm. But that's not the intro. Oh, that is interesting. But the interesting part is, connect is back. Yep. <laughs> I know. Microsoft is it's bringing lives. back Connect for Sky TV. Sky has announced it's teaming up with Microsoft to bring back a Connect like camera device to its new line of one. And you look at the picture of it, it's basically just the Xbox One Connect. Yeah. It's <laughs> called the Sky Glass Camera. And the video I'm watching right now is people flailing about in their living room, chopping up fruit. Uh, fruit Ninja and Sky. Yeah, it's basically. It's called a Paw Patrol game and Fruit Ninja. That's Fruit Ninja you get in it. Yeah. Uh, and it's apparently the same hardware as well uh, inside of it. <laughs> so maybe Microsoft, Microsoft. Is just sitting on a ton of 
old Connect hardware that they thought they were going to sell millions of, but didn't. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Pushed funny. Sold it onto Sky. Yep. Connection. It's interesting. It might, it might work for them. We'll have to wait and see. But I'd ever see myself buying a. If I was a Sky subscriber, I'd ever see myself buying a, a camera just to play games on my Sky TV. No, Who knows? No. Uh, well, I think that is it for news-wise. We have covered the bases. Well, this, well, I thought this was interesting, actually. Uh, apparently, because I think for, for Far Cry 6, you can upgrade it. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the... Um... You're going to start talking about the fact that Far Cry 6 actually came with Russian copies of the game. Yeah, so okay, they shipped um, the wrong versions in the UK blocking upgrades, because it's all it's tied not to region. The, it's not the first time they've done it. They did it with oh, Assassin's really? Creed Valhalla. Um, basically, the, the 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 short end of that story is that you can buy the... Basically, Ubisoft are given a free upgrade to Far Cry 6 if you buy the PS4 or the Xbox copy, or the Xbox One copy of the game. You get a free digital upgrade to the PS5 or the Xbox Series X version. Except if you've bought that game and it's <laughs> you've got the season pass, it won't give you any of your extra content because it's the Russian copy of the game and your region. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you bought the Ultimate or the Gold Edition, which comes with a whole pile of extra digital content, uh, and you've bought a PS4 copy and then you thought, well, I've got a PS5. Um, I'll upgrade it. Um, you you go into the store and it'll actually be like, oh, you need to pay for this. It'll be like, you know, 60 quid or something. You'll be like, well, no, because I get my free digital upgrade. Um, and it renders any digital content you own for the game useless. Um, you can't use it because the console thinks you're playing a Russian version of the game and you're you know, your, you know, UK stuff, your UK content doesn't work. Um, but it's, it's not just reported in, like, you know, here, it's like, you know, Germany have got reports of it oh. as well, so like, across Europe, um, that people have been, sh- uh, uh, people have got the Russian version of the game in their box that they bought from their country. Um, so obviously, without, you know, we need the EU codes. Um, doesn't work. Uh, because it's like, well, no, it's the Russian version of the game. You, there is a fix. You need to create a Russian account um, to get your free upgrade for your Ubisoft Far Cry 6. So, wow. What a mess. It did have. It, it's not great. And it, this did happen. And it did get fixed. And it will get fixed again. How did they with, fix it then? Did they recall stuff? Or? It was just an, just an update. It was just through an update. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it, it, but I think it took them like two or three months to to fix that. Jeez. By which point, you know, you, you've you've finished Valhalla. It's like, well, you know, all the extra digital content that I paid for, I don't particularly care for anymore because I now don't need it. Um, I've played the game, but it's the fact that they've done it again. Um, yeah. So how should we make that? It's really the first time. It's like we cannot make the mistake again. <laughs> yeah, mistake. Like we can't. We can't do this. We can't do this. Make sure that you're sending out the right region to the right place, and then they end up going right. Okay, lol. Let's send Russian copies to everyone in, across Europe. I don't know if it's gone as far as America, 
Um, but certainly across Europe, there's a lot of Russian copies going on. Um, I don't believe it's every copy, um, every disc copy. Um, I think it's just certain ones. Um, but yeah, there, there's if you're buying a disc-based version of... If you're buying like a PS4 version of Far Cry and you want to upgrade to the PS5 version, um, good luck. <laughs> it's, um, it, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, that's that's, that's terrible. Especially when there's, uh, there's those gold editions that comes with all this stuff. Uh, and Ultimate Editions as well. So you've got the gold edition which comes with the season pass and then the Ultimate Edition which comes with Ultimate Edition content and the season pass. Um, and if you've got extra content for that game, it does not work. Well done, Ubisoft. A, well done, Ubisoft. You've done it again. Second time in a row. Hold on, in a row. And I, well, I suppose that's in a row, isn't it? So their second big uh, end of the year game. Yes, indeed, yeah. Last year was Valhalla. Um, well done, Ubisoft. I did buy it. Um, so, I'm, I'm, you know that way, it's like, you're always. It's, it's funny because they always release a game and you're like, Ubisoft, not again! I'll take a copy of that game, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I haven't properly played it. I've only put, like, again, in Ubisoft uh, Ubisoft style, you put it in the disc, you're like, oh, I'm looking forward, here we go. And there's a 30 gig day one patch. Like, ah, okay. Never mind then. Um, that game has some. That game has some frame rate issues as well. Um, not so much while you're playing it; it's in cutscenes. Um, oh, you got Far Cry Six? Yeah, yeah, I bought it. Um, I've, I haven't played much of it though, so I can't. I don't we'll talk about it next time. Much. Yeah, I don't have like a massive opinion on it, but um, I've, I loaded it up and I tried to, you know, maybe played it for about an hour. Um, as Far Cry, like if you've played, you know, like Far Cry Five uh, or Four, that's more of the same, really. That seems um, to be the general consensus. <laughs> a lot of people are yeah, upset about it. Um, I don't. I personally don't. I I quite like the Far Cry formula personally. Um, I get why people might be thinking it's wearing a bit thin, but I I personally quite like it. Far Cry so is it a may, bit it fun. May, it might be quite good for someone like me who see. I didn't play three. And I just, you played three, you played three, four, and five. I played three, um, four, and five. And two, technically, as well. There's some of those. I hated two. Yeah, two is weird. Um, <laughs> two is a controversial one. But I never played three, or tried to play a little bit of it, but then I just couldn't handle the. It was on the 360, and it was just the 360 at that point, which was just on his last legs, in terms of games pushing their limits. Um, but I played four, <laughs> and I really enjoyed Well, we played through it in co op. I really enjoyed that, yep. but I never. I bought five, but I never fully played through that. So six might be for someone like me who isn't just really used to that formula. I might actually enjoy it. But I think you. I think you will. Yeah. It's just that there's so many games coming out. I don't really want to invest time into a big open world game when I could play. Yeah. All this it, other it, stuff it I've is, still got. It does look like it's going to be pretty meaty as well. That's the thing. Um. I, just one look at the map, and I was like, "Wow, that's quite the size." Um, but though, um, the actual main game itself, um, the main story is only about apparently, according to how long to beat, is only about seventeen to eighteen hours long. Oh, um, so I don't think I think the size is a bit kind of it's not quite as large as you expect it's going to be. Um, yeah. 
penis joke potential there. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's only about seventeen hours long, um, which is actually a decent length for a game like Far Cry. Sound, right sound there. bored. <laughs> la- laughing. Oh, I'm so funny. I know. Um, surprise, there's no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's only about seventeen hours long, which is actually a decent, a decent enough length. Um, if you just focus, I think if you wanted to go for a completionist run, it was going to take a wee bit longer. Um, and by a wee bit, a, a lot. Um, but so, uh, so far though, it's uh, uh, quite like it. I, I like playing Far Cry, so I, I, I'm quite happy. Just did to, you go you with know, the sit. women? I did. I quite like her, the voice actor for that. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the whole Spanish thing as well. Um, it's because Far Cry is one of those weird ones again. It was kind of like when Fallout had a a talking main protagonist. Um, it was a bit. I don't like that. Bizarre. I don't think Fallout yeah. should ever have a talking protagonist. Yeah, see, Fallout was a bit was a bit weird. Um, works in Far Cry though. It's different in Far Cry. It's not. A- yeah. Bethesda RPG type thing. Oh. Um, but yeah, so it also, it. also has Juan, uh, Juan Carlo Esposito. Yeah, I've only, uh, he's Gus. only featured once with me so far. Also, the other um, thing that really kind of made me want to play it was seeing this sort of a crocodile with a leather jacket on. Oh, yes. <laughs> it um, just follows you around. It's just so funny. What, what, what was the crocodile called again? Alligator. Yeah, Guapo is the Guapo. Uh, Guapo. Um, yeah, he 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 follows you around. Um, it, it's I, I won't. It's really, it's not really a spoiler, but like I won't I won't say too much about it just because he's he's entertaining Guapo. Um, it's again, it's just like um, you'll get a mission. It'll be like right, okay, you can. Because I, I burst out laughing yesterday, because uh, it was a mission where you had to go and sneak out, sneak in, because um, you had to go and get an item. Um, so you'd be like, right, okay, what I'll do is I'll hang back and I'll bring out, you, instead of like it's binoculars, it's a phone, is what you use to investigate areas now. Oh, um, interesting. So so you put, pulled out the phone and it was just looking around the area, and then all you could see was Guapo just crawl in, like, la 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 la, and this wee leather jacket and just starts biting people. <laughs> You're just like, well, that that there goes my stealth. Um, it was just highly amusing watching Guapo go. This is such a Far Cry thing, isn't it? It's a very Far Cry thing. It's that you have one plan and the game is like, nah, I've got another plan for you. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a couple of new things that you get. Um, I can't remember what anything's called because it's all in Spanish. Um, but you get we so like, you get these wee sort of other items in it. Um, that you can use. So you get at the start of the game, you get given this. It looks like a jetpack type thing, but it's actually a rock, like a mortar thing that you put and put on your back, and it launches like mortars at things. Um, which you shoot off your back, which is really bizarre. Oh, um, I saw that in the trailer. I thought it was crazy looking. What was it called? The Supremo. That's what it's called. Um, so the Supremo is what's used for. 
as that mortar strike that you have on your back, but it recharges as you kill people. So the faster you kill people, then the quicker it recharges. Um, it's actually a, a really, really neat thing. Um, it's, it's like that's the thing though I find with Far Cry. I know people are like it's just Far Cry. It's the same thing. It's like, but it's a, it's just mayhem. And they've added a wee bit extra to it that wasn't in five. Like the Supremo is enough to make you go, "Oh, that's cool." Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what what else might be there. Yeah, a lot. Of, oh, I think if people who keep buying them every year or every two years, they understand and get a little bit fed up with it. But there's people out yeah. there who don't. So, well, my advice is wait two weeks, and it'll be half price. It'll be half price because <laughs> Ubisoft. So that November Black Friday times, I'll just wait until then. Oh, it'll be like 30 quid for the standard edition. Yeah. So that's probably my plan, to be honest with you, if I do end up feeling like I want to buy it. Yeah. Um, we'll probably get more into that next time, once you've played a little bit more of it. Yeah, I've, um, I've only played about an hour or so right now. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still very much on the... You, you're, you start off on one island, but it, it, again, it's just you, you run through it. There's no real combat. Yeah. We'll get we'll um, get into that eventually. Same with Metroid as well for me. I haven't really pitched too much time into it, so I'll probably Metroid and Far Cry next week. Yeah. Um, so we'll finish off with one more story, then we'll head off. But I thought this was interesting. Good. PlayStation is going to announce a big remake this Christmas. Hmm. Is this a woman? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's an Irish name. She's known as Ava. Um told the Irish radio station WLR-FM that I recently wrote a song for a PlayStation game with Michael McGlynn. This actually happened about a year ago, just as the pandemic hit. Michael got in touch and said, listen, we're writing music music for a remake of a PlayStation game. And he does that a lot. And he's done a lot of writing for different games that are very well known, but I'm not actually a gamer myself. And so apparently the song is an Irish language piece that they're looking for. So really I was involved with was the lyric writing in the Irish language and his daughter sang on the track and his wife arranged the part of the choral parts and so did Michael. And we worked with me and he also worked with me on the language side of things so it was almost like a family effort. For for ages I wasn't really allowed what she's saying? Yeah, for ages I wasn't really for ages I wasn't allowed to really you don't know what you're writing for dot 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 you don't know what you're writing for it's kind of undisclosed because they don't want to get it out it's actually going to be announced at Christmas the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. The name of the game. I have heard of it now, and I have been told it's a big game, which is great. So it's going to be an Irish language piece in the game, which is brilliant. So I wonder what that is. Can you think of a big PlayStation game that features a big Irish piece? It says one of the rumors here is it's possible that the game may be Xenogears, the Square Enix game, originally released um... on PlayStation in 1998. Yasunori Matsuda, a composer who worked on the Chrono, Xeno and Shadow Hearts franchise, tweeted a photo last week of McGlynn and his daughter preparing to perform music remotely. Mm. So there they are all there. Um, It's also possible, however, that McGlynn has been involved in numerous projects, and this tweet is unrelated to the PlayStation remake. The guy does that kind of stuff all the time, plus if this was a year and a half ago... I don't see why they would take a picture of that now, unless they're working on other stuff for the game, same game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 9th of December, that's when the Game Awards is. So it's probably going to be announced then. Yeah. 
but what it could be, I have no idea. I've got no idea. I'm trying to think of like a, a, a PlayStation remake with an Irish theme to it. Can't really think of PlayStation, any. PlayStation, I can't think of one. PlayStation's got a new. I'm going to reveal a remake. And it's got like a song with an Irish theme to it. Maybe it's some kind think. of. Uh, maybe something mid- completely obscure. Maybe I'm, I, I, I've got no idea. I, I genuinely can't think of one. Yeah, there can I. Uh, but still interesting. I wonder what it could be. Maybe it's the project that Blue Point have been working on. Well, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Time but, that, but that's us. That's us for tonight. We have no emails to speak of. But if you don't want to send an email in, you could send one in to contact at thegamernauts.com. Uh, or you could, we, never, we, never, we haven't actually shouted this out yet, but you can also get us on Twitter. Bell oh, with yeah. Twitter. Right, shows for life. With a four for the four. With a four right, for the four, four yeah. I am at Nessie, N-A-E-S-S-I-E. Uh, we also have a Game Nuts Twitter account. We haven't actually used that yet. It's at the underscore Game Nuts, but we should probably actually <laughs> use that more. Probably. People start following it, then I suppose it'd be like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yes, that's us. We'll be back next time. Not sure when. We'll figure it out. But you'll know when you see it pop up if you do listen. <laughs> but that's us. Thank you for listening. Indeed. See you next time. Bye, see everyone. See you next time. Bye. 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 bye everyone. Where's the stop bye, button? Bye 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 bye. bye. bye, 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 bye. <laughs>